This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Ibotta. Did you know you could get paid to shop at your local grocery store? Cash back just for shopping with Ibotta. Ibotta is a free mobile app that pays you cash back for everyday purchases by ditching the coupons and earning cash back the fun and easy way. Find them online at ibotta.com, that's I-B-O-T-T-A dot com, or just download the app through your app store. Use the code SPILLED and instantly receive a $10 welcome bonus when you redeem your first rebate within the app. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. And today we're talking about kale, possibly America's most beloved vegetable for... This kale thing has gone on way longer than I expected. Seriously. I mean, I remember remember the first time I saw one of those, like... I heart kale t-shirts or whatever. I was like, right. boy, what like what is up with this? This is this is gonna be a, a trend, a flash in the pan, as they say. Yeah, it's gonna be a trend in the pan. And you know, the the truth is there's still kale in my pan. How about yours? Oh, there was kale in my oven like minutes before you arrived. Wow. So it seems like kale is here to stay. Um yeah, you could you could say that. Unless, kale is like the new spinach. I don't even know if spinach was ever ever the spinach. I mean like <laughs> Has there, has there ever been a, a, a vegetable that was so universally beloved? It's, it's loved um, by health food people. It's loved by foodie people. Um, I know I should never say that word. It's, it's loved. Uh, what about, like, I feel like beets went through a thing like this. No, nobody I, ever loved beets this much. No. Nobody um, has ever been loved ever as much as kale. My no, husband doesn't even people, love me as much as, as people love kale. Right. People massage kale. Like, how often does your husband <sighs> massage you compared to how often he massages Actually, kale? he massages me more often than kale. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. How often do you massage your spouse as opposed to how often you massage kale? I'm going to say uh, I don't do either of those things very often. <laughs> oh, Oh, well, I'm here to say that as a massage receiving spouse that that you should get your kale game on with your wife. Okay, I don't know what that means, so I'm going to interpret it as I choose. <laughs> Great. Okay. So, you know, I, I think that when we talk about kale, we should uh, we should clarify that there are multiple different types of kale, just like there are different kinds of lettuce, and they actually have kind of different flavors. Yes, I was hoping there would be enough multiple different types of kale that I could do a an heirloom kale quiz. That did not turn out to be the case. I see that you did find a, a kind of cute name for one of them, though. So, so first, there's curly kale, which is kind of like it is to 
non-curly kale as curly parsley is to Italian parsley. parsley. Yeah. That's great. It, it, it tastes different and it looks you different. You get a 1600 on the SATs. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, the or the uh, the KATs. No, the never mind. No. Uh, so yeah. Oh, so so we haven't gotten to the funny name that I found yet, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. So there's um there's red Russian kale, which is it's kind of a little softer than curly kale, and it's got the like reddish tipped leaves kind of. And I learned that that's sometimes called ragged jack kale. That is so. Which is 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 it possible to hear that name and not think about uh, Johnny Depp in the Pirates? Of Penzance? No, Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, I have to say it actually made me think of Raggedy Ann, and then I had to be like, was her friend's name Raggedy Jack? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and they went up a hill, and they fell down, and they turned into dolls. Perfect. They fell down, but it was okay because they were dolls. (laughs) Great. Perfect. Um, So, uh, wait, I always thought that there was like green curly kale and red curly kale, but you're telling me that the red kind is a different thing? Okay, here's what I think. So there is red curly kale. I saw some but not did not buy any at the store this morning. That reminds me, there's kale in the fridge that I should bring over Oh, here. yeah, 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 okay. I'll go get the kale. Okay, well, so while you're doing that, uh, I'm gonna remind everybody what the, the other type of kale is that we are most familiar with, and that's lacinato kale, sometimes also called dinosaur kale or dino kale or is it the same thing as like cavolo nero which is i guess like black cabbage or black kale or something tuscan kale is it sometimes called tuscan kale oh ragged jack and black cabbage would be a good superhero team yes it's sometimes called tuscan kale cavolo nero uh you know black black cabbage it's never (laughs) it's never called that so yeah so i put some this is uh, quite a still life that I've that I've created for us here. It's some kale kind of coming out of bags on the table. It's really beautiful. So lacinato kale is the kind that has the like the sort of flat leaves with like bumps on them. Uh, and lacinato is the type I buy most often. Um, and, and I don't know. I, it was the type that it was like my gateway kale. I'll put it that way. I feel like it maybe has the most mild flavor, but maybe it's just the one I'm most familiar with. Well, and I think it's known for having, uh, if not a more tender texture all the time, it's like it doesn't take as much cooking as curly kale to get it tender. Yeah, curly kale, like, you know, sometimes it's almost like collards. Like, you really have to have to cook the crap out of it. I have just noticed for the benefit of the reason I'm giggling at that is has nothing to do with what Molly is saying. It's that I just noticed I ripped like the elbow of my shirt completely out. Matthew like like incredible hulked all over this shirt. <laughs> yeah, I hulked out. I, I got so mad at what you were saying about kale that I was like, I'm not having this. You were like, it is not black cabbage. Oh. <laughs> I'm black cabbage. Okay, let's just taste this raw kale for the for the the pure joy of it. Okay, can you pass me some? Here. Mm. So this is the lacinato kale. Um, it, it tastes really green. I think it tastes quite good. However, it's really an acquired taste. Like, I would say the first half dozen kale salads I had, I was like, what the hell? This is not supposed to be eaten raw. So let's talk a little about the history of this kale salad thing. Yeah. So so like raw kale salad, you know, it's it's become like a, a permanent part of the landscape, it seems, right? It has. Do you think that I should take... So, oh, wait, okay, okay, okay. So there's raw kale salad, right? And then people uh, sort of got more specific about it and started calling it massaged kale salad. Oh, yeah, because people are terrible. Um, so 
but you don't have to massage kale to make it palatable. It's uh, do you think it's like something you have to do if you're making kale salad? I don't think you have to, but having had it massaged and not massaged, I think it's something you should do, probably. Why don't, why don't you massage that leaf there in front of you for a minute? But, but aren't you supposed to massage it like with, with the... Do with you, oils? With yeah, aromatic I, oils and, yeah. and gentle music Without playing? the oil, look, it's just it's just falling apart and, and like making my fingers turn green. <laughs> like I have some sort of kale gangrene. Hey, so listen, you and I both supposedly know a lot about biology. Can we speculate on why massaging kale makes it taste different oh sure you're like uh breaking down stuff cool <laughs> like um, cellulose yeah like cell walls so are you like are you letting the okay are you, are, I, I are think you, I know the answer to this. Are you letting the flavor like Incredible Hulk out of the kale? <laughs> it's ex- yes. What's happening to the cell walls of the kale is exactly <laughs> what happened to my shirt, which is so. So what makes a vegetable like uh, firm and and uh, and crunchy, um, or uh, you know, in this case, kind of chewy, is is like you know, plenty of water bulking up those cells, and they've got cell walls, so so they're kind of hard cells. Oh, what is that to, called? Like turgid versus. It's turgid. Yeah, the the cell walls are 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 the walls turgid? I don't know. Maybe the whole thing's turgid. Great, I, go on. I don't know a whole lot about turgidity, but I wanted to say that. Uh, so so when you massage them, you're uh, you know maybe with the aid of some of some salt um, or maybe just physical action, you're you're breaking, letting those cell walls like break open and and the juice kind of gooshes out, uh, and that makes it softer. Oh, so is it just about the texture of it or is it also about the flavor? Well, I think it's probably both. I mean, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's flavor compounds in those cells, but I mean, you're also probably going to release them with your teeth when you're chewing it. That's true. But uh, I mean, when they spill open like enzymes start getting to work and stuff, can you can you tell that we're food scientists? <laughs> My middle name is Harold McGee. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, so Molly basically, H. M. Weisenberg. Most people. I thought it stood for Her Majesty, but now I know. Most people, when they make kale salad these days, they massage it, which means they would add like a little bit of the dressing, or do you add all the dressing and then you massage it? Anyway, you need a little bit of some sort of lubricant. Yeah, definitely. Don't do not don't dry don't don't, don't raw dry dog massage. your kale yeah. massage. Um, anyway, so yeah, you add a little bit of oil uh, and you massage it with your fingertips and you, you, the color deepens a little bit. Yeah. It gets to be sort of a more velvety kind of deep green and it gets softer. You'll have much less volume of kale when it's all said and done. Which do you think is more fun, um, kale massaging or massaging carrots and daikon when, for uh, making pickles for banh mi? Oh, I love massaging carrots yeah. and daikon. That's so fun because also you, you've got that like salt and sugar in there and you get to feel it dissolve. Yeah, it gets kind of squeaky. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So kale salad, what what do you think of it? I was thinking about this before we got here, and I think kale salad is the thing for me more than any other food that I think I don't like it, and then every time I have it, it's great. And, And like, I can't stop eating it. It's such a cliche, but it is really delicious. It's really delicious. And I I think that a lot of the time when we eat salads, uh, the flavor of lettuce just sort of disappears under the dressing. Yeah. And in the the case of kale, you really still get a lot of flavor and it's delicious. And 
uh, you know, unlike a lot of foods, it can sit around and not only doesn't does it not get worse. I mean, this is never true of salads. You like can sal- eat leftover kale salad. Right. Like what what other leftover salad do you want to eat? I mean, maybe like with a grain or something, but like a lettuce salad. Uh-uh. Ugh. It just yeah. turns into like slimy rags. But a kale salad gets better. So I love in particular um, a kale Caesar. So like making a Caesar dressing or like a even a fake Caesar dressing using uh, like a, a mayonnaise as a, a fake, base. A fake Caesar is like a, a emperor <laughs> with no clothes, right? That is correct. That's correct. Anyway, making a Caesar salad and tossing kale with that, I think those flavors are delicious together. The anchovy and lemon and garlic with kale, so good. Um, also, hey... For any of you who might be in Seattle uh, on a weekday around lunchtime, you should go. <laughs> Come to, on over. You should go to Il Corvo, which is in Pioneer Square. Um, don't be daunted by the line; it moves quickly. I, Il Corvo is Italian for the kale massager. <laughs> it's a. It's actually a pasta place. Uh, they make handmade pastas. They have different pastas every day, but they also have a kale salad that is always on the menu, and it is really good. Yeah, super good. Uh, Lori, the the wife that I don't massage sufficiently. Um, she she brought home some kale salad just like from a you know from a fancy grocery store um, and uh, and said you're probably not going to like this uh, and uh, I ate like half of it. Awesome. We should we should I give hope you credit. Gave her a massage afterwards. Absolutely. Let's say I did. Okay. <laughs> uh, we should give credit to like the 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 founder of what, what do you call the person who like kicks off a trend. The trend the, kicker, the, the, yeah, for sure. Let's call okay. it, or the the trend quarterback. Let's, yeah, we should we should give no, props no, to the wait, trend quarterback. It's not a quarterback that kicks the ball. Who the hell kick? The kicker. The kicker. Okay, the, the trend, trend kicker. kicker. Let's let's give uh, uh, let's do the wave for the trend kicker. Um, I think this kale salad thing started with Melissa Clark in the New York Times, who I believe was writing about a salad she ate at Franny's restaurant. That sounds right. Uh, and so this was in 2007, and the the headline on the article, which I. <laughs> love was if it sounds bad it's got to be good that is perfect um melissa clark by the way can can i just give a quick shout out to melissa clark i think she, we just did but but give another but just in general like she writes wonderful recipes yeah yeah anyway thanks melissa clark uh hey the other kale thing that we should talk about that is almost as ubiquitous ubiquitous yeah. look at me i speak english ubiquitous as kale salad is kale chips Kale chips have gone nuts. You can even buy them like pre-made in the grocery store now. You know what I'm going to say? I just I just thought of this. Kids kids eat kale chips like parents are like so happy cuz like you know it's a vegetable their kids will eat. I think kale chips are the new veggie booty. I think I think you your kid is is like too young like you missed the veggie booty thing, I think. Uh-huh. Is it still a thing? Mm, no. So I had never eaten kale chips until right now. Wait, what? Well, because I really love Did you just arrive from, like, I don't even know what country wouldn't have kale chips. Me neither. I mean, I... Hello, Earthling. Oh. Um, I love kale so much that there's always a part of me that's thought, I'm just going to throw it in a bowl and put some dressing on it. Like, I don't need to roast it. That part of you thought wrong. Uh-huh. So, did you just sort of eyeball it on the olive oil? Absolutely. And what temperature? Uh, 350 for, like, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I found... I, I, I think... I think this might be the second time I've made these, actually, because I thought it was the first time, and then I had this deja vu. Do you ever get kale deja vu? All the time. Okay. Uh, that, uh, as with nachos, uh, sometimes, like, the pieces around the edge cook faster than the ones in the middle, and you do not want a soggy, like, half-crispy kale chip. That is bad news. Can I tell you that I actually, I'm eating this because I like the saltiness of it, but I don't actually love the flavor. It kind of brings out this, like, dark green flavor in it. 
that is not my favorite kale flavor. Um, I like it. I I would kind of liken it to it sort of tastes like ashes, but in a good way. Yeah, it's very ashy. Why do people like this so much? Um, I don't know. Again, like I I try so hard not to be trendy, um, and mostly I succeed. But uh, you know, I, I I'm not going to stop eating these kale chips. No, it's, I mean it's going to annoy listeners. I'm eating them, too, just because they're salty. But I've got to say, I'm not going to rush home and make kale chips because it's just this dark kale flavor. Yeah, I think probably, you know, when this when this Melissa Clark uh, article ran, I'm sure it must have been, like, the most emailed article for a time. Because, like, everyone was talking about this kale salad. Like, it, it sounds so crazy. Raw kale, man. And wait, did she massage it, too? I think she massaged it. Okay. Um, or at least, like... Let it sit. Maybe we could we could pull it. We'll link to the article. Yeah, that's um, true. If you let it sit, it kind of has the same effect. Like maybe the acid in the salad dressing starts to break down those cell walls or something. Do you feel the same way I do that? Like you would love to be a most emailed article, either either as the author of it or the subject. I would love to be the author of it. I don't think I want to be the subject. I feel like I I am so I would be so excited about being a most emailed article that even if it was about like something terrible I did, that I would be okay with that as long as I was most emailed. You know what they say, Matthew. Um, there's no bad press. There's no bad press. They, I think they're probably wrong about that. Like if, <laughs> if the way I got most emailed was to commit some sort of lurid crime, that's probably Beloved bad. Beloved podcast host. Uh, <laughs> you know, yes, okay, what, uh, what did I do? Uh, let's let's see. find out. Beloved podcast host goes on Rampage and burns down entire field of kale. There we go. Yeah. Oh, boy. Is there anything I could do that would make America hate me more? No, nothing. Um, I mean, maybe, do you think, like, I could get in there just for the thing I said about how, like, I don't give massages very often? Probably. Okay. Probably. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that- I smell scandal. I'm pretty sure that there is already, like, a sex columnist out there who's listening to this episode and starting to write an article based on it about the importance of massaging your spouse. I mean, I know they-, they there's like massage schools and stuff. Like, can you teach a class on like how to give a good massage? Me personally? No, not you personally. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, I'm sorry. Yes, and. Uh, <laughs> what What would you charge for like a one hour lesson? Because, <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, I'm imagining like in a massage class, like this could be problematic. Because like, what if- Matthew, yes. you, you have been married for like the better part of two decades, put your fingers on your wife's body and move them around. <laughs> All right. <laughs> can do. Matthew, can I tell you something? I would love it if you would tell me something. I really like my third love 24-7 t-shirt bra. Oh, you mean the sponsor of today's episode? Yes. And I am not saying this because they are a sponsor of today's episode. Oh, really? So breaking news. I am saying this because it is a really comfortable bra and it fits me really well. Who knew? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, can I tell you a little bit about it? I would since, I would love to hear more about since, it. Let's be real. I'm not going to show it to you. Yeah. Life is hard. <laughs> yeah. The cups are made out of memory foam. And I know, I mean, you know, a lot of ladies have some foam in their bras, but like this is really <laughs> <laughs> newsflash. Uh -huh. I'm learning so much. This is really comfortable. It, it, it's like really comfortable. It also has this tagless kind of gently padded hook and eye. So it never digs into your back. 
I don't know about you, Matthew, but sometimes my bra straps used to slide down my shoulder and that was really annoying. These don't seem to slide. And best of all, when the strap shows, it's like really pretty. It's it's pleated. Nice. Yeah. I, I love the glimpse of a bra strap. Yeah. Can I say that? I, I do, too. I do, too. OK. Yeah. I think everybody loves it. All right. Great. Yeah. So Third Love stands behind their bras so much that they're willing to let our listeners try this bra for free. They've got this free trial offer where all you have to do is pay a dollar for shipping. You can wear it for 30 days. You can take the tags off. You can wash it. I mean, you can really take this bra for a test drive. Awesome. And if you love it, just keep it. They'll charge your card. If you don't love it, return it. Send, you know, send it back for free even and your card won't be charged. Well, let me ask you one more thing. If yeah. people wanted to take advantage of this offer, where would they go? Well, Matthew, they would go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk to get started. So what else do we do with kale? Okay. I'll answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> I, wow, you're a good interview of you. <laughs> I really like to braise it. Me and too. As far as braises go, well, it's kind of, I don't know if you can really call it braising because there's not particularly like a high heat sear thing that happens in the beginning. Oh, uh, we must have talked about this on the braising episode, whether that's required to call it braising. I think it's not. Well, anyway, I just braised kale two nights ago. <laughs> Um, I used oh, a- whoop de doo for you. <laughs> I, I wrote uh, a few years ago um, uh, in Bon Appetit about a braised kale that I make and then toss it with spaghetti and then you mm. put a ton of Parmesan on it. And it Ooh, also that has, sounds most emailed. It also has eight cloves of garlic in Whoa. it. It's really, really good. And anyway, it's it's also surprisingly fast. Garlic so I made that. Uh, you have thinly sliced it. And I have. You have, <laughs> okay. in fact. Um, anyway, so yeah, we'll link to that recipe, braised kale with spaghetti. Delicious. Okay, here's how I do braised kale most of the time. Um, I will usually do it in the pressure cooker. Um, oh. And uh, I, it's funny, like I use my pressure cooker pretty often, but I don't think of myself as a pressure cooker kind of person. I, I think I think like using like the the kitchen uh, gadgets that you reach for like tell you tell you oh, a lot about your psychology. Yes. Yeah. You know, I think a pressure cooker person like you know sort of keeps all of their of their rage on the inside. <laughs> yeah. But as as you know, I'm known on the show for my fiery rants and you're, for and for hulking out yeah, and breaking. You're, you're known for hulking out today. Hey, I think my voice just cracked a little bit. <laughs> well, it's you know <clears throat> sitting sitting at a table with with the Hulk like uh, you know. It would it would make anyone like have a second puberty. Um, <laughs> I don't even know. What that means. Isn't that like? I, I'm just thinking of this now, but maybe that's what the the Hulk is a uh, metaphor for. Puberty. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, all right. Let's not explore that further because I think it's going to get gross. Hey, so I'm going to talk about something else I like to do with kale. Please do, and then let's get back to how I braise kale because I never actually talked about that. Oh no, go ahead then. So I, I do it in the pressure cooker. Often I'll throw in some chunks of ham Ooh. with that, and for me, like what braised kale is all about, like the kale itself, fine, but it's the it's the liquid, the pot liquor. Oh, the pot liquor. L i k k e r. One of the best spellings of any word I ever. Love that. Uh, that stuff is so good like 
you, you, ham or no ham, like that that's just some of the most flavorful liquid you will ever produce in your kitchen in a good way. Do I you, realize that could sound bad. <laughs> do you use onions, garlic? What do, what do you use for aromatics? I usually use onions. Cool. Uh, plenty, plenty of salt. And then I will often serve that on top of a bowl of polenta. Oh, God, that sounds great. Uh-huh. Okay. It's a favorite dinner around here. It's I think serving that dinner is worth a couple of massages. I mean, it's like can replace a couple of massages yeah. in terms of... Q factor. I'm going to start like measuring things in terms of how many massages they're worth. <laughs> I, yeah, we should name that unit though. Like uh it, it would be like a um rub down. <laughs> That's a gross word. <laughs> you think about that while I talk okay. about my next kale. What's your method. next kale? So this experience. also falls under the heading. If it sounds bad, it's got to be good. Okay. And it is boiled kale. Oh. Um. I first read about it in the Zuni Cafe cookbook. I gotta say that sounds bad. It it does sound bad, doesn't it? And um. Anyway, basically, it it is what it sounds like. It has, as I recall, a decent amount of garlic in it, and basically, um it's delicious. <laughs> what can I say? I serve it in like a wide bowl with a fried egg on top and some grated cheese. And it is so good. It is so much more delicious than it sounds. Ooh. And it's a different, it brings out a different flavor in the kale than like braising. Does. That's what I was going to ask. Cause like, it seems like the, the drawback of boiling is that like bye bye pot liquor. Um, you're not boil. As I recall, it's not with like a tremendous amount of water. But do you do anything with the water or do you drain it? I can't remember. <laughs> I just remember that it's it sounds bad, but it's got to be good. I, I agree with that. I just picked up what, what I thought was go- a kale chip that I dropped on it the table. It was a massage. It was a, that massaged piece of kale from before I picked it up, and it kind of gooshed between my fingers. And it was very upsetting. <laughs> So, um, Matthew, I think that there was one other method of kale cookery that you wanted to talk about. Well, it's but it's something you do. I mean, or at least something that you introduced me to, which is <laughs> uh, stir-fried kale in fried rice. That's right. <laughs> I forgot. Yes, in, in Delancey, I wrote about um, sort of our fried rice formula. That, the book, not the restaurant. That is correct. Um, and... We one of my favorite combinations for fried rice is let's say that you have had some barbecue or maybe you've roasted a pork shoulder or something. Okay, let's say I did let's that. Let's say you did that and you've got let's some leftovers. Let's say I gave a massage. Let's say. So you've got this leftover delicious pork. You are going to make fried rice with that, some fish sauce, and um, some kale and other things like I think a little bit of sesame oil, you know, peanut oil. Anyway, the kale and the pork, especially if it's smoked pork, Mm. like kind of like ham. Yes. Ah. So good with the flavor of rice. Wow, it's like, that's like the thing I made deconstructed. Yes, exactly. With rice instead of polenta. It's practically the same dish, except everything's different. That is, <laughs> that's true. Well, I think this has been our kale episode. I think you're right about that. It's also been our massage episode, apparently. And our Hulk episode. And our Hulk episode. <laughs> I had never used the verb like hulking out until before. just now and now i'm gonna use it a lot oh i think you should i'm thinking that i'm gonna start working out a whole lot so that i can hulk out are you gonna get ripped are you oh, gonna blast yeah. your core oh new year new me <laughs> <laughs> okay i can't wait till next week when you when you come in with, with just gigantic biceps and tatters for clothing <laughs> Exactly. And like, and you just like, I say hello and you just pick me up and throw me and that's your new greeting. 
Hey, ladies, do you rush when you get home to take off that itchy, uncomfortable bra? Well, Third Love is an exciting new lingerie brand that uses real women's measurements to create better fitting bras. In fact, they have a 100% fit guarantee, and that means that returns and exchanges are always free. Try Third Love's best-selling 24-7 t-shirt bra for free for 30 days. Start your free trial now at thirdlove.com slash spilled milk. You can uh, find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash spilled milk podcast, where we will be, I don't know, talking about what you like to do with kale or or what what we should call our new unit of, of currency. Oh, that is that's the a massage. Good point. You can find us on our website, spilledmilkpodcast.com, where we'll post a beautiful uh, photo of kale uh, sneaking out of some plastic bags, the green plastic organic bags. Yeah, we will also post links to the recipe for braised kale with pasta, uh, also to boiled kale, which is on my blog. Okay. Uh, and do you have a, any recipes for stuff you talked about today? Well, I will... We'll We'll link to that Melissa Clark column with the kale salad and some uh, kale chips recipe. Great. Although you don't really need a recipe for that. True Uh, story, man. And until next time, uh, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. Um, Uh, 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 (laughs) And those were our Hulk noises. (laughs) I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. Let's kale it. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.